In today's episode, we're speaking once again to Alex Schaffern. Alex is an entrepreneur, author, speaker, and a coach who has spent three decades on the front lines of entrepreneurship and businesses and is helping tens of thousands of entrepreneurs with six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses to grow and scale. And in today's episode, Alex is talking to us about the five core functions. What are they and how can they help you? Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the wonderful, the charming Alex Trevor. Welcome, Alex. Thanks for having me again. Thank you so much for coming back, Alex. We had such a wonderful conversation. And I, for myself, learned so much from your wisdom on Friday Feature. And I, it was so inspiring, inspiring to listen to you. But we had to have you back for Money Talkies. But, okay, now everybody has heard once again how amazing you are. But please, in your own words, tell us what, uh, tell everybody what it is that you do. Um, I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Simple Operations, and we show seven-figure entrepreneurs how to scale to eight figures. We work primarily with online entrepreneurs who have virtual or distributed teams and know that they are the biggest bottleneck in the business. In a very short period of time, we can show them how to get out of that being the biggest bottleneck, run the business through their team rather than having to do it all themselves, and scale predictably and consistently so they can have a bigger impact. Wow, fantastic. Um, so let's talk about that then today, Alex. Alex, what do you think uh, it you know causes most businesses to scale up or to base? So once somebody has, um, for example, multiple six-figure or seven-figure business, and they know that they have a product or service that that's viable and it gets you know results for the for the clients either through the product or services, how does a business go about you know scaling that up and getting to the eight nine figures? I think one of the biggest issues that you see in the world of entrepreneurship, especially in the companies that are making some money, but they're not scaling, is that they create a level of complexity that just doesn't make sense. And um, I always tell entrepreneurs, simplicity scales and complexity creates constraint. And if you want your business to grow, you should approach it with a level of simplicity and with a level of consistency. And I think that when you look at most entrepreneurs, they are focused on things that the business doesn't really need. And we chase shiny objects, shiny pennies, you know, the squirrel that's running through the lawn. And we get distracted from the actual nuts and bolts of what's going to grow a business. And we have a framework that we teach entrepreneurs. It's it's a simple five-step framework. It's like the highest level framework that we have where we say you need to analyze the business, prioritize everything you could do, commit to what you should do, and enter a commitment, an execution period, then execute, and then renew. You go back to the beginning and you do that same thing again. You analyze, prioritize, commit, execute, and renew. And I think the issue that most entrepreneurs have is they skip the analysis step. Right. And we, you know, when, when you look at what you do as an entrepreneur, you take limited resources of time, effort, energy, focus, and cash of you and your team. You know, mm -hmm. we all have a limited amount of time. We all can only put out so much effort. Uh, there's only so much you can focus on. There's only so much energy you have. And cash is always limited in a business. 
unless you have some massive funding and then your focus is going to be limited because you're going to investors going to want to know a lot about where that money is going. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's about understanding how to invest those resources in the right place in the business as often as possible to give you the highest level chance of success or the highest percentage chance of success. Mm, okay. Uh, so what are those, what are those five steps? Then? What are the, can you go through them in detail? So, we have a framework that we call the five core functions of business. And it really covers that analyze step. So when okay. you think about analysis of a business, the way that most entrepreneurs decide what to do, in fact, recently I was at an event. I'll tell this in the form of a story because it's easier to, to have it, have, to remember it if it's in the form of a story. So recently I was at an event um, called War Room here in Austin. And I went to grab lunch. I only had a few minutes because I was speaking right after lunch and at the event. And I sat down with this couple that I didn't know was a couple because I sat in between them. Or I wouldn't I probably wouldn't have sat in between them if I'd known they were there together. And the woman next to me asked me, what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I help entrepreneurs grow and scale their businesses and create consistency and predictability in their lives and uh, in their companies. And she said, well, you know, let me tell you about this issue that I'm having. And so she said, you know, I've, I've had a business that's at a million dollars. It's been stuck at a million dollars for the last two or three years. And I just don't know, you know, what to do. And she said, you know, let me tell you what I'm trying. She said, I, I've hired a sales consultant. I'm writing a book. I, I hired somebody to show me how to be a public speaker. I, and she rattled off this list, uh, this absolutely overwhelming list of things that she was doing. And mm -hmm. I said, well, it sounds like maybe the reason that you're not growing your business is there's not a tremendous amount of focus. You, you just rattled off what I would call one-year projects and you have five or six of them going on at the same time. Why are you doing those things? And she said, what do you mean? Why? And I said, why are you writing the book, learning how to speak, hiring a sales expert? Like, what are all these things? Why are you doing this? Do you have a problem with lead generation? She said, you know what? No, we have more people than we know how to talk to. I said, well, going out and speaking and writing the book, those are two reasons why you would generate two, two mechanisms to generate leads. Mm -hmm. Are you having a problem with converting your, the people who come in? She's like, yeah, we just don't have the time. There's so many people there to talk to. I'm like, so how's this sales expert going to give you more time? Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, you're right. You know, we, I don't, I don't know how he's going to do that, but he said he could help us. And so I said, you know, I think what you need to do is slow down and take a look at the business. There's five core functions in a business. And this is, this is one of the primary frameworks we use when we're coaching businesses to scale. Because mm -hmm. if you can get that analyzed step right and you invest your currencies in the right place, we call them the five entrepreneurial currencies. I just named them. Cash, time, effort, energy, and focus. If you invest those in the right place, your business is going to grow. And mm -hmm. the five core functions are lead generation. So what are you doing to generate a lead? Lead nurture, what are you doing to nurture that lead to a conversion event? Conversion, so the act of sale, delivery. And then the third one is retention, resell, and upsell. We call them the three R's. It's retaining the person so they don't return your product. Then reselling that person and, and making sure they buy from you again. And then reselling them an upsell. Like how do you give them another upsell? How, how do you get them to buy more from you? And it doesn't matter what size business you have. It doesn't matter what stage of business you're in. You should focus on those five areas, lead generation, nurture, conversion, delivery, retention, resell, and upsell. And if you consistently analyze your business around those five areas, you'll know where to invest your time, your effort, your energy, your money, and your focus. And, you know, sitting next to this woman who now recently, just last month, she joined our... Yeah, last month, because it's the second. So in February, she joined our program. And the reason she reached out is... She's all over the place and has way too much going on and feels overwhelmed all the time. But a lot of that is her own doing. And I think what happens to a lot of entrepreneurs is we get to a place where we grow our business to a point and then we try and do everything all at once and right away. 
In fact, that is that is the deadline that all of us have in our mind for anything we want to do is all at once and right away. And when we analyze our business in a consistent way by looking at those five areas, everything changes. And here's an issue that happens to a lot of entrepreneurs, especially new economy entrepreneurs that are running online businesses with distributed teams, the types of companies we deal with, mm-hmm. is that they will hit a million dollars or $2 million or $10 million. And they'll talk to an, usually it's an attorney or an accountant. And I'm not saying this about all attorneys and accountants, but the vast majority of them give terrible business advice. You shouldn't listen to them. And it's just, it's the truth. They really do give absolutely horrible business advice, but because they're an attorney or accountant, people listen to them. And it, usually it comes from somebody in that position where they say, oh, well, you have a $4 million business, you need a CFO. Or you know, you have a $1 million business, you need this thing. And the reality is, if the business isn't telling you that it needs it, then you should not go out and get that thing. Mm-hmm. So the way that we show our, our clients how to use the five core functions to make decisions is, if you're in a decision-making process, and usually we have them do a deep analysis of the five core functions every 90 days so that they know where the business stands. But if you're in a decision-making process, even if you just get on a whiteboard and you write down lead generation, lead nurture, conversion, delivery, retention, resell, and upsell, score yourself from one to five, and and then look and start from the left, go to right, and the lowest number gets attention first. So mm-hmm. if you are a three in lead generation, or like this woman was a four or a five in lead generation, where she had more people than she could talk to, lead nurture, she was getting people to, to nurture, conversion, she didn't have enough of a conversion mechanism to deal with everybody that was coming towards her. So if you get into a place where you are not, if you get in place, you do this analysis and you say like, maybe I'm a five in lead generation, but, and we're a three or four in nurture. So we're getting a lot of people to the conversion event, but now we don't have a sales team. We don't have enough way, you know, we don't have enough horsepower to convert. That's where you put your effort and energy for the quarter, or that's where you put the effort and energy to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the biggest issues in the entrepreneurial world is entrepreneurs focusing at the, on the wrong thing at the wrong time. You know, maybe it's the right thing for the next stage of the business, but if it's not going to move the business forward here, here's what happens. I think we've all had this, this experience. You enter into a project in your business, you nail the project, you get through it, and the numbers don't change. And yeah. nothing really modifies in the business. It's because you've completed something that really wasn't necessary in the business for the stage of growth you're in. So consistent analysis and investment of your currencies over time is going to change everything in the business. This is where you focus. And if anybody ever comes along and says, oh, you should stop focusing on that, you need to focus on something else. Remember that those five core functions, lead gen, nurture, conversion, delivery, retention, resell, and upsell, those five areas are exactly what's going to grow your business over time. Wow. Okay. Okay. So so the, the five core functions would be, that we, the, we start with lead generation then, right? Is sure. Right? Okay. So talk to us through lead generation. And... Um, and I, I've got a question for you. You know, what's your thoughts on um, the new the 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 new way that most people do it? Before before it was opt in and getting people to you know give the name and email address, and then it, then it moved on to low ticket offers, and now it's going back to um, because of the iOS updates and lack of Facebook conversions and so forth, it's going back into the lead generation, which is back back into the email address and so forth. What's your ideas about it? What you know, how can someone improve their lead generation? Talk us through that. 
Well, it's all about understanding what type of leads you're getting. You know, when you're scoring yourself from one to five, lead generation means you get permission to talk to somebody. You get permission to talk to somebody in an email, in a Facebook group, uh, in a text message campaign, wherever it is that you've generated that lead, you now have permission to go back and contact them, which will be nurtured. But let's stay on the first step of lead gen. The biggest issue that I see in lead generation is people don't understand who they want to talk to. So they're generating leads of just everybody and anything. And especially in an early stage business, one of the most important things you can do is understand your avatar. And by avatar, I mean, understand the customer you want to serve. We use this term avatar that sometimes gets confusing. It's a movie. A lot of people don't understand what the term means. It's a it's a composite of the person you want to serve. Like for us, we want to work with million dollar plus entrepreneurs that are already growing a small and maybe sometimes a little bit larger virtual team. They know they're the biggest bottleneck in the business and they, they're on a mission. They know they want to do what they're doing and they know they can make a huge impact in the world if they just had more resources, if they just had more help. And if we come across that person near 100% of the time, we can help them. Now, most entrepreneurs don't understand understand their avatar and they don't understand exactly who they're serving. And they've created a lot of them have created a product that they think everybody should want. But because there's not a group of people who actually are have a problem solved by it, nobody buys it. And so mm-hmm. it's really about under, that lead generation step is understanding who is that customer you want to deal with and then putting a strategy in place to go acquire that lead. Now, mm-hmm. as far as like which strategy works the best, it's the strategy that works for the business. Mm-hmm. Some businesses do really well acquiring email addresses. Other businesses run their entire lead gen through text message or SMS campaigns now. There's Facebook groups. There's all kinds of stuff. You can run events. You can do all kinds of stuff to generate that lead. But it's what is it? What is it in your business? What is the strategy that's going to consistently get that lead through the door so that you can continue to market to them? Right. Okay. Step one is oh, oh, the first core is lead generation, making sure that you've nailed that. Yeah. And with any lead, it has to be a lead that you want to work with. So knowing your client, your client avatar. Um, we use that term on this podcast quite a bit because I use it in terms of you know, your money avatars. <laughs> we do have we understand that too. So pretty much, um, uh, an avatar is a, a is a fictional being that you that you create in your mind that holds all the the personality or the personal characteristics that you would be in your ideal client who can you can serve the best that's pretty much what an avatar would be in that sure in the description the, the composite of your ideal customer yeah exactly so and then you'll understand their pain points you'll understand what you know what, what kind of things are going through their mind what kind of things keep them up at night what kind of uh, ambitions they have so that you know how best to serve them i think that's very very you to get you know very clear in your head about that I think a lot of people, um, now here's the, here's my question to you. As you evolve your business, wouldn't your a client avatar evolve with you as well? Because I found that in my own business, initially when I was, um, you know, when I first starting out, I was speaking more to coaches and consultants who were also starting out. And then as I've evolved, I've, you know, went on to, when I hit six figures, I was, I was helping six figure entrepreneurs, um, especially still focused on coaches and consultants. And now we're on seven figures, so we're helping seven-figure entrepreneurs. And now the fact that I am into M and A, because I have multiple other businesses, and I always have my, you know, I always got something else on the side. I'm gone into M and A's. I'm going to go quite heavily in that this year. That means now I'm looking to serve more of these entrepreneurs who have the, you know, build um, and then exit strategy kind of a mindset with an M and A's. So does your a client avatar um, evolve with you as you evolve as, as you know in terms of what the kind of person you are does that have, ever happen or is it just I mean, am I just the odd bull here 
No, it definitely happened. I mean, it, it really depends on the entrepreneur who's running the business. You know, my wife and I ran a business in real estate that we talked about on the last time that you and I were together. And that avatar did not evolve hardly at all. We worked with a real estate agent that wanted to help their clients that typically was already up and running that was doing somewhere over seven transactions a year. And we kept the exact same client avatar from 2008 when we introduced the product all the way through the end of the product. Even when we exited that company, it was the exact same avatar. You know, because we were serving that same person over and over again, we gained notoriety in the market for being the place to go for that solution to the mm -hmm. point where you know, we, we trained almost, or we sold almost 50,000 units of a product and generated about $70 million in income. I think, can your avatar evolve over time? Yes, but you should be careful about leaving behind the people that you can help. And I think that, you know, one of the, the biggest issues in the coaching and content and information products market is mm -hmm. that people reach a new, a new level and they immediately want to teach the level they're in. You know, I think mm -hmm. if you're a coach or a consultant or an information product company, teach the level you've surpassed stay out of the level you're in because then you're teaching, you know, you're teaching people stuff that you're actually doing and maybe you haven't gained a level of expertise there. And so mm -hmm. for us, and I think for, for most companies, one of the biggest issues that I see, and we work with a lot of information products companies. So agencies, coaches, consultants, information products, or a combination of all of those. One mm -hmm. of the biggest issues we see is chasing a new avatar. And right. When you chase two rabbits, one normally they both get away. If you stay focused on one, you become the expert for that avatar. And over time, you will be known in that market. And so can your avatar evolve? Absolutely, if you want it to. But don't leave the avatar you originally served because there's a tremendous amount of money to be made in staying with the people who are already buying from you and where you've gained a certain level of notoriety and where you have testimonials and where you have a success, a, a, a track record of success. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. Ah, okay, that's actually very, very useful in my own personal business, actually, uh, to make sure that we don't move ahead too rapidly and to stick to where we are for the time being until we get to the eight-figure mark. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. All right, so, so core function number two would be uh, nurturing. nurturing the lead. So, so give us an idea of how you would nurture a lead. Um, there's a ton of different mechanisms for nurture today. When you're starting out, here's what I want everyone to know starting out. Even if you're not, if you're under a million dollars, here's my belief. You should have one way of generating a lead, like one promotion, one avatar, and one, one product up until a million dollars. There's way too many entrepreneurs out there who have 11 products and serve seven different avatars and 21 different ways of generating a lead and they're doing $200,000 in business. The reason is there's a massive level of distraction in their business. And okay. so stay as focused as you possibly can until you don't need to be anymore until or until there's no more of that avatar left. And so when we get to lead nurture, there's a ton of ways to nurture a lead. You know, our organization has been around for a few years. We've uh, we work with a ton of different people and so our nurture systems are our email list. We have a podcast that yesterday got 3,000 downloads on an episode that we put out. So that's like standing in a room of 3,000 people yesterday for me. That's nurturing them. That's bringing them along. We also have a Facebook group on Facebook called Simple Operations, Operating Your Business Just Got Simple, where I do recordings and I do videos and I do Q&As. And so those are all ways of nurturing a lead. And really, lead nurture is building a relationship of trust with somebody, showing them that you're the expert in your category and proving to them beyond a shadow of a doubt that you understand their problem. If you have seven avatars, 
It's very difficult to do what I just said. If you have one that you are the expert in, it's they start to hear themselves in what you're talking about. So when we were in real estate, when we would talk about our avatar, when we would talk to our avatar, they would say, you know, this person knows me better than I know myself. They know exactly the problems I'm having. In fact, they named three things I wasn't even thinking about. When you look at the entrepreneur right now who's in a business and overwhelmed and, you know, doesn't have a plan, doesn't have an execution system. I know exactly what their life is like. They're getting got a minutes every day. They're getting interrupted every day. They hired a team and now they feel like it's even harder to manage the team than when they were doing it all themselves. They're experiencing the quitting fantasy. The quitting fantasy is that feeling in the back of your mind of like, man, if I just went back to doing it all myself, I think it would get easier. And you know, every entrepreneur has thought that, but so few have verbalized it that when I say, hey, I bet you're feeling this way, they go, oh man, how does he know that? Mm -hmm. And the reason is we work with one type of person and we nurture that one type of person. So the more that we build a relationship and show them that we know them as well as they know themselves or better, the more likely they are to come to us. And that's what you want to do through nurture, regardless of what the channel is, whether it's email, podcast, whether you have a Facebook group, whether you do Facebook lives, whether you're on Instagram. Um, Now I know several people who are just crushing nurture on TikTok. And it doesn't matter what the channel is. You are showing the the customer you want to serve that you are an expert, that you are trustworthy, that you're authentic, you're vulnerable and real, and you can solve their problems. Fabulous. And so that's the second core function. So what's the third core function? It's conversion. You know, the act of conversion is different in different businesses, but in the companies we work with, mostly online businesses, conversion usually happens on a strategy session or a discovery session. You know, most people would call it a sales call. In yeah. our world, it's called the strategy session or discovery session. Um, conversion can be on a sales letter. So somebody lands on a page and they buy your educational product. It can be on a webinar. It can be in front of an audience, whatever it is for you. But focusing on that conversion and saying, are we, you know, how well is this strategy going for us? And do we need to improve this strategy or choose a different one? And if you're on a webinar, you know, are you selling 15, 20, 30% of the people that show up on the webinar? If you're not, then you need to put effort into that step of the five core functions. The key here is, is that when you really look at the five different areas of the business we're talking about, lead generation, lead nurture, conversion, delivery, retention, resell, and upsell, we're really taking people through the customer journey. And we're saying, is each stage of your customer journey leading to the next stage? Are you taking most people through that entire journey to where they connect with you and become a lead? They're nurtured. They get to a conversion event where they buy, whether it's on a page, whether it's on a, in a webinar in front of an audience, whatever, how, or sorry, in, with you in front of an audience, whatever it is. And then the next stage is delivery. And so when we look at those, th- these are the analysis, this is the analysis tool you should analyze, use to analyze your business consistently. So you make consistent, um, consistent decisions and consistent investments in the business. Okay. So that would be the conversion. And in, 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 I think most people in the, in the high ticket space is just generally tends to be over a phone call, but it can be through a webinar and um, and uh, maybe even a sales at a VSL as well. Okay. Yeah. So, but you need to have some form of conversion which is proven and which you can be which can be improved. I yeah. think. I think I think these are coming in order as well. So if you don't have any initially, if you don't have any lead generation, that's what we need to focus. You focus on. first. If you're not if you're not nurturing them enough that when they get to the, the when they get to the second the third um, part which is conversion, they should have sold themselves and this is a very important part as well to make sure that that element's there. And then once the conversion takes place, then what's the next what's the next function? 
delivery. You know, I think, <laughs> unfortunately, in the online business world, like 90% of the time is put into marketing, sales and marketing, and then 10% of the time is put in delivery. Mm-hmm. Incredible delivery can be the best marketing vehicle you have. If you're delivering in a way where people, here's, here's, here's what really good delivery is. Delivery means you're making a promise in your marketing, and then you're delivering that promise and a little bit more in your delivery. That's it. You don't mm-hmm. have to over-deliver or give people 10 times as much or change their lives or anything like that. You, you will do all of those things if you make a promise to solve a problem for them and then you fulfill that promise. Mm -hmm. And so when you're looking at your delivery, you ask questions like, are most of the people who are coming towards me, do, are most of the people who come towards us being helped by our problem or, or sorry, our solution? Are we solving the problem that they have? Are we lowering the pressure and noise in our, their lives? Are we making things easier on them? Are we fulfilling the promise that we make? And so ask yourself those questions. And if you're not, that's a place that you need to focus. So first you focus on lead generation. Let's get the person in the door. Then you focus on nurture. Let's make sure they stick with us and they end up buying from us. Then it's conversion. Let's get them to an active sale and then deliver a product that actually changes things for them. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a transformational life-changing product. It just has to solve the problem that they came to you for. And I think far too many entrepreneurs get caught up in making way too big a promise that they can't really fulfill, or they make a promise that people really want and they try and sell or they try and deliver something completely different. When you match your promise you make in the market, when you are generating leads, the, the problem you tell them you solve when you're nurturing, the solution you sell them when you're converting, and then you deliver exactly that, that's going to make you one of the top companies in your category. Because unfortunately, especially in the online space, there's fewer and fewer companies that do exactly that. I'm, 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 while you were saying this, I was, um, you know, my mind went to a number of companies that uh, have come to mind uh, that I invested a lot heavily last year, which did exactly that. They over-promised and under-delivered. Yeah. And especially when it comes to lead generation because we were we were working heavily towards you know, getting um, a lead generation and then sales and, and then converting afterwards and there's they 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 the worst part is that they even had the money back guarantees and when we asked them to honor those guarantees the guarantees weren't honored um but there's plenty of those um there's so many of those today there's so many of them there and there were the bro bro it's i call it the bro bro marketing which really aggravates me I'm not a keen on bro bro marketing at all, but there's so many of those around. There's so many of them around and they show their two comma club from Russell Brunson, whatever, and whatever else. And it's unfortunate that kind of um, tainted water, I would say that, that that's happened. Um, but it, make, it, it makes some complete sense that if you don't deliver on your, um, on your marketing, then you are setting yourself up to fail because that's what will happen. And um, and there will be. I mean, I I I haven't pressured them to give my money back. I, I should, being a lawyer, I just let it be for the time being because I couldn't be bothered with, with the headache. But it wasn't a small amount of money with them. It was ten thousand dollars. That's like you know the three month payment of ten, of, of according to ten thousand dollars. And when I cancelled the contract, they hadn't delivered um, on literally anything. Um, nothing had to come through, and I had zero commissions and zero leads through their process. Uh, and they they refused to um, refund me. Uh, so that's not a small amount of money that's gone down the drain. Yet um, it makes sense that you know, there's, there's, there, I think a lot of com- these companies are very good at marketing and very good at selling you whatever, and they make you they say whatever you want to hear. Um, and this is one of the things we I think I had objection with when they you know we were coming up with sales scripts. I don't promise anything that I can't deliver. Uh, I think that's my my ethics background coming from a lawyer. 
I just won't promise or verbalize or even insinuate that you know, you know, not actually saying the words, but insinuating we have, you know, we can do this and that. I don't do that. I don't even, you know, give it. I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't muddy the waters. I'm very, very transparent, very, very clear. But this is not what's happening nowadays in the market. Uh, and I think if you can distinguish yourself, like you said, and actually deliver on your promises, don't over promise. Make a very, very clear promise. And if you can deliver on your promise, then you will be uh, people will uh, will remember you and appreciate you for that. Yeah, it's it's it's, all, it's kind of a challenging. It's kind of a challenging critique on what's going on in the online marketing space that if you deliver on your promise, you're going to stand out. Because yeah. like you said, you know, the challenge is that there's a lot of organizations, there's a lot of trainings out there. There's a lot of people who actually approach this space as the marketing is the outcome. The marketing is not the outcome. The marketing is the ends to a means of getting a customer. The delivery is the outcome. And the better your delivery, the better somebody does with it, the better that they survive, then here's what happens. You move on to the next step, which is retention, resell, and upsell. So the first one's retention. That means that they don't come and try to get their money back, which by the way, as an attorney, I think you should write, start writing some lawyer letters and go get your $10,000 back because there's mm-hmm. way too many people out there offering money back guarantees that they don't really honor. And mm-hmm. that is, that's, that's, that's part of why we need to get these people out of our market because there are so many amazing coaches and consultants and agencies and online entrepreneurs. Like we have an entire membership full of people who are absolutely changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, because they actually make a promise and they deliver it. So first, once you deliver, so you, you go through lead generation, then lead nurture, then conversion, you tell them what you're going to do, you deliver that solution. And then what happens is you get a high, higher ranking in the fourth core function, which is retention, resell, and upsell. Retention mm-hmm. is, they mean, means they don't return it. Resell mm-hmm. means they buy from you again. Like for us, about 70, 80% of the people who go through our one year membership stay mm-hmm. for another year or stay beyond their 12th month. And then It's retention, resell, and upsell. You sell them something else or you upgrade what they bought from you. So we have what we call an Ascension program. We have a program that people join and then we have a program people aspire to. And we look at how many people are joining that higher level program. We just had an Ascension in the last week. And so we're when when you look at the this analysis tool of lead generation, nurture, conversion, delivery, retention, resell, and upsell, you will ensure that you're taking taking a, a solid analysis of your company, but you're always taking the limited resources you have and investing in a place that's going to grow the business. Fabulous. And I think this is very important to note. note being very clear about one, one thing that's come through from today's um, episode with you is be very clear about what it is, who, what it is that you're doing. Who is it that, who are you serving? So basically have a very clear idea of what your product is, what your product or service is. Have very clear who that product or service can help. And then going through that five-step process of, you know, making sure you get the right people, leads coming through, nurturing them, telling them how you can help them, um, getting them, uh, converting them over and, you know, getting them to into your product or service. And um, then actually delivering, making sure that they go through your product and service and, and make sure that they appreciate or at least can go through it and, and get the maximum benefit. And then it's the last part is retention, um, resale and upsell. I think that's what it is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I think this has been a, a really, really fascinating, uh, but it's a very simple process. I mean, that that's that one thing that I, I mean, I think nothing that's been said here is, is, is rocket science, yet it's profound because... This is what most entrepreneurs, especially in the online space and in our coaching and coaching consulting industry, lack. So I know last year, um, I was all over the place last year. We had uh, lead generation was, was our major thing. And I thought, okay, I wrote a book. I had a podcast. And uh, and they all took off my uh, my attention. So my, I mean, I did succeed with that. I got a best-seller, international best-selling book. 
and my podcast reached one of the heights and we are now one of the top ranking in the world. We're in the top 0.5%. Yet our lead generation is still not to that level because we haven't, weren't able to monetize it in the way that we should have. Whereas the year before, when I just focused purely on those five steps, we made higher profit. So that's the, that's the surprising part that I found. The last year, we had all these accolades, but the, the, profit, the profit was a lot lower compared to the year before when all we did was focus on these five things, and yet we had that. No doubt. No doubt. Simplicity scales and complexity creates constraint. Yeah. And if anybody's interested in getting a report that spells out these five core functions, if you didn't take notes during what we've talked about, you can go to Predictable Business Systems with an S, predictablebusinesssystems.com and download it. It's our five core function download page. Fabulous. Brilliant. Um, so I was going to ask you this anyway, um, Alex. Uh, what would, um, how can people connect with you? Where, where can they get more information about you? You know, the best place is our podcast. We have a um, podcast, a business podcast. It's in the top 1% of all business podcasts worldwide. You can go to MomentumPodcast.com. It's called Momentum for the Entrepreneurial Personality Type. Uh, we have somewhere between, you know, 10 to 20 minute podcast episodes. It's me, first person. Occasionally I have a guest on, but it's rare. Usually each episode is to solve a problem for an entrepreneur. We had a huge download day yesterday, about 3,000 downloads in a single day. Um, and I did a podcast on the dangers of wanting your team to like you. And so uh, you might want to go check out that specific episode if you've ever felt like, oh, I just want my team to like me. Uh, and you can also go to, uh, like I said, predictablebusinesssystems.com, download the report on the five core functions. And there's some other information there that might help you grow and scale your business in a way that's predictable. Fabulous. Brilliant. And so if you are listening to us on the podcast, remember the links for, uh, for Alex that just mentioned will be in the show notes. We'll have his website and his um, any social media handles that he wants to share with us. Anything that he, any information that he gives us, we'll have it on the show notes so you can go and connect with him. I highly recommend you go and connect um, to or, or become, subscribe to his podcast. I did on the last episode of Friday Feature and he is awesome. He's amazing and I am an avid listener because I think I can learn so much from Alex myself and I do encourage you to do the same. And so if you are listening or watching to us on the, on the YouTube, then down below... In the description section, we have his links as well. So go check him out. He is fabulous. And if you are building a business, especially on the online space, you do want to check him out because he could probably help you scale up. And maybe at some point, if you're not a seven-figure level at the moment, in the future, you can... You can uh, connect. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, Spotify might, might have just come off of pause. Sorry about that, Goal. No problem, no problem. Anyway, as I was saying, thank you so much, Alex, for being with us. And um, I, I suppose we have to have you back another time because you have been such an awesome guest. Thank you for being such an amazing guest with us and sharing your process and making me learn a few more things today as well. Well, thank you for your enthusiasm and for what you're doing out there. There's a lot of people who are not actually fulfilling the promises that they make. And I know you're one of them who's actually doing that. And so, Gull, thanks for your time today. And the, like I said, the enthusiasm and being a great interviewer. This was a lot of fun. And I'd love to come back for a second round if people respond to this well. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to me and Alex today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to Alex. I will be back on another Money Talkie segment with another fabulous guest picking their brands and find out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.